that is, Dan. Um, just wanted to say, uh, well done on last week's podcast. You got the guest stars are smashing it. Um, yeah, I hope Fringe is going well. I heard on the grapevine that your act doesn't involve as much cry stripping as when I saw it um, many months ago um, when you were doing previews. Um, although that was mostly crying and stripping, so I suppose it only makes sense that it was kind of do the rest of it. It's probably still a huge chunk of the act, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I hope you're doing really well. I've been told you're doing really well. And uh, yeah, I hope you're having a good time. Um, just also wanted to say uh, best wishes for the uh, new podcast, um, the new episode. And Morgan Reese, um, very funny guy. Hope you have a good time. Um, yeah, do a Roman myth, I guess, because not gonna lie, mate. Um, got having a lot of feedback from fans, and um, people don't like Greeks anymore. Um, don't know what it is. Maybe it's Brexit. I don't know. Anyway, have a good time, man. Uh, bye. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss, and I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest What? What? It's really interesting Welcome to Miss Welcome to Miss At the moment at the Fringe I uh... Uh, it's like week three, and I'm just kind of like eating lots of junk food at the moment. Because like, when yeah. I first started, I was like, yeah, I'm going to eat salads every day and be really healthy, have all the fruit. Yeah. I don't think I've looked at an orange for the last month. Oh, now. I bought some bananas yesterday and devoured them all. Lardy dog. It was, um, oh yeah, and it was organic. <laughs> and it was, uh, I was just popped into saying, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and not drink for a few days. Oh. I think that's it as well. Because like, every time you go out, because uh, I have some friends come to see the show, and then afterwards I'm just kind of like, well, I guess I'm staying out now. And not yeah. even out, out, but just I'm hung a pint at night. But like, yeah. I've had it done for like two weeks, so uh, no wonder why I'm tired all the time as well. Yeah, you're going to go to the So You Think You're Funny party? Um, I hadn't planned it, but um, uh, my flatmate, Jamie D'Souza, yeah. uh, he, uh, he's drinking that night, so I do kind of want him to yeah, see him drunk. I, oh, have you not been drunk with Jamie? So he's wicked. So, he, <laughs> so we lived with each other and did a show with each other last year yes. and didn't go out that much but the So You Think You're Funny party was the one you sort of go it's it's what the end of day, the- it's the two days after it's the end of the fringe yeah you just go yeah let's do it let's go then oh brilliant hello and welcome to episode 79 uh, of Miss Podcast and again we don't have uh, our regular uh, my co-host Dan Rhodes we uh, I'm here Matt Moss and I have a, a beautiful uh, a, a dazzling young man who uh, I'm c- I'm glad to call my co-host for today, and that is the amazing Mr. Morgan Rees. How Hello. are you? Very well, thanks. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to the show a lot. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, uh, I was actually because uh, this is an audio podcast. A lot of people like struggle to not know what podcasts are, but a lot of people think they're they're video. Uh, but um, since it's an audio audio podcast, on the way here I bumped into Chelsea Burtby. And she said, because we're both handsome men, we, uh, we should describe each other for the podcast listener. Okay, so, yeah. so not we describe the other one, but describe ourselves. Well, I think we better describe the other one, I feel like. Okay, that's sure thing. Yeah, so do, do you want to go first or do you want me to describe you? Okay, I'll go first. Okay, you're uh, uh, nice, you've got a nice frame. Yes, you're, oh, that's good. You've got a like very that. nice frame, you've got a lean <laughs> face. Thank you. You've got artistic dimples. Oh, do I? Ooh. Yeah, just around the, around oh. the smile when you smile. Uh, you got your hair looks tailored. <laughs> this is honestly the best day of my life. Uh, your facial hair looks like a conscious decision. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's very much this is fringe laziness at the moment. Yeah, fringe, it's it's oh, kind of like, it's like pre uh, like pubic beard, if you know what I mean. Like, well, I gave up shaving out of pure laziness, and it just happened to coincide when beards were in. Yes. So my laziness became a fashion statement, and my fashion statement was like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you you have hair on this. Uh, it's a very gorgeous beard, I'd say. It looks like a sailor from uh, there. Like you're gonna hunt Moby Dick. This is I've got my beard trimmer. So oh. the, so this is just a, a two and a half week beard. I like it. This is good. Oh, I, uh, this is the most manly chat I've ever had. It's great. Yeah, I, I want to go to the barbers and get it sorted, but yeah. I'm fine with my hair. Yeah. So right. I don't I don't yeah, want to yeah. go, go into the barbers and say, "What do you got? What do you want? Short back and sides?" So no, I want less beard. <laughs> I don't think I don't know what, what I asked for. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, can you book an appointment just for a beard? I'm not sure. I don't know what you ask for. Do you ask for kind of a three on the down please? <laughs> I don't know. Where. I've always struggled with that haircut numbers because like there's no chart or anything like that. They just mm. they they assume that you know, but I don't know. And I'm like, if I say a two, is that too short? I don't. I don't. Uh, well, yeah. I'm a recent convert to the skin fade. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Um, yeah, you currently have that. In, like, yeah. So this is about a week in now. But I go. I go every week and a half. Do every you? Two weeks. Yeah. See, I'm a scrimpy. I'm a scrimpy haircutter because what I do is I. Uh, uh, I very much I build them up if you know what I mean I, I, I do it one every about two months maybe and that's mm-hmm. it and that's when I was a teenager probably once every six months if, if, if that because I had very long hair when I was a teenager very rock and roll as well uh, as you can imagine uh, uh, obviously for the podcast I've got tons of tattoos uh, a lot, lot of rock imagery uh, dresses are goth right now as well yeah. so, but with artistic dimples so. yeah artistic dimples <laughs> okay. uh, so are you enjoying the festival so far Morgan? I am loving it. I'm really, really enjoying it. I've, I've got a bit of a hoarse voice because I've had gin for the last three nights. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I'm loving it. It's the first time I've ever done a festival and I've thought of self-care. Like I'm still going to the gym yes. and I'm seeing like two or three shows a day. I'm not doing that many shows a day. I'm doing two or three. Yes. Yeah. I've done that rookie, not rookie error. You're supposed to make the error. When you start, you just go, I'm going to do five or seven shows a day. I'm going to be like a New York comic. Yeah. And it gets to Thursday and you just go, I hate New York yeah. comics. <laughs> what are they thinking? And then... Yeah, everything about America. <laughs> I hate New York, uh, and but, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because because uh, um, even this year, like uh, the first week's like, wow, I'm doing all these cool things, but now I'm just like, I'm so tired. Like, I'm still happy. I'm having a great time. I'm just like, I just want to go to bed at eight o'clock every single day. As soon as my show ends, I'm just like, ready for bed. Yeah, I was on stage at two a.m. last night. Oh, fuck that. I did, I did, I did the underbelly spank. Oh, how was that? I did that as well. Oh, it was re- really good fun. I went. I was, but again, my hoarse voice. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was a bit difficult, so I had to go to the tech guy. Can you put my level up? He went, "My, do you whisper or not? Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> not a whisperer." Because uh, the day before my my um, I'll get back to put the spank in a second because I have a really good story mm-hmm. from that as well. But um, the day before my day off, I realised my whole, my voice was really about to go, and I went during the show as well. So mm-hmm. I didn't realise I did a lot of high pitch bits because I was like, ah, and. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, you know you have to look after yourself. But then how you look after you? Do you just stay silent for an hour, or do you drink water? I've been looking it up. They say just don't, yeah, don't talk, don't use your voice for a day, a okay. day or two. I feel bad that I'm making you do this podcast. Is no, it? no, this is fine because I've already had the day's rest. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, you, you are uh, pushing yourself for this art form, which not that many people will listen to, but yeah. it's going to be good. Like, uh, no, it's uh, fine. I just can't, I can't put, put it through, I can't chuck it through hoops. Like I do one bit of the show, I did yeah. it today, and I forgot. I started it and I went, oh, at the end I sing. <laughs> and I, I was like, I can't, definitely can't <laughs> sing. So, Bless you. Uh, so I just, I just have to sh- say things in tune. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of my show, I do a song, but... I, I sums from the beginning I can't sing whatsoever so when I go into this ending they're expecting me to kind of like s- sing to this tune which I've made but also just like it's people people have laughed at my singing not not yeah. not for the right reasons so it, it was a it's not disheartening but like especially because it's quite a, a nice ending as well where people like laugh at the wrong mm. I thought, oh no that's painful uh, but beyond that though like um um, yeah, I also want to talk about. I got. I did spank in the second week, and I saw the most romantic thing in the world as well. Okay. Uh, so what happened is that uh, at spank they're doing the naked promo. Uh, yeah. Did you see that? I was on right after that. I was as well, and it's quite mm-hmm. a weird volume to go on straight mm-hmm. afterwards, right? And in, in case you don't know it, have I talked about this on the podcast? I'll do it anyway. Uh, but um, with um, uh, the, the naked promo, you uh, they get someone on stage to uh, um, they take off all the clothes and advertise for something for a minute. And uh, they've been doing that for the last 16 years. And yeah. it's, quite, it's body positive and consent positive as well. Yeah, right? yeah it's uh, really hard. They, they, they make it really quite clear as well. Which is, and it's a really nice vibe in the room anyway. So uh, it's not, not creepy people in there. Well, I'm sure there are creepy people, but people are... Um, it's, it's all uh, in, a, in a good way. And with, um, with one, one, uh, in my room, no one wanted to come up on stage... And this one woman was like, oh, I'll do it. And I did it last year, but like no one else wanted to do that then. So she went on stage, got naked, and goes, yeah, the last year in my life has been really a uh, bit, bit hard, but you know, like I got married, and I was like, woo, yeah. And she's like, I don't have anything to promote, but just want to say, Michael, I love you. And I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. the best thing I've ever seen. And, uh, was I, Michael there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so awkward if he wasn't. Yeah. He's was necking off with someone else. Uh, yeah. Oh no, yeah, he was there. And, uh, I, from the first two minutes of my set, just told them how much I loved them. So uh, oh, awesome. it was nice, and they and they came to see my show afterwards as well. So yeah, I think uh, I mean 
Sorry, that, that must be a bit difficult then if you have them in the in the crowds and there's always that thing say when you're nervous just imagine you're all just naked. <laughs> and you just go, I gotta imagine you with clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> then for my audiences, it's a very romantic show, so the front of the house will see is sit close to the front and take off all your clothes. Like they, yeah. they, they sit, get completely naked for the show and I imagine you with clothes on yeah. It makes me makes me feel calm. So Absolutely. And yeah, so uh, Marvin, how long have you been in comedy for? <laughs> Um, I think probably three and a half years. Yes. Wow. I, I had a, I dipped my toe about four and a bit. I was I was studying mathematics at the time, and I just went. I'm not, I don't think there's a career in this. <laughs> but so I stopped. I only did like a, maybe three gigs. Yeah. And then I came up to the Fringe in 2015. I saw a few shows. I went ah, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then the following December, again, took me six months to decide to do it. The chortle thing came yeah. by my university. I went, fuck it, I'll give it a go. That's amazing. So, yeah, that was a, one of my first gigs. And then, and was it kind of like a straight line down there? So you did the chortle thing, and uh, then did that propel you to... Um, yeah, a little bit. Little, well, I think, as you know, economy like yeah. careers, and it, it can go away. It yeah. can just go, vroom, and then just plateau. Oh. Vroom, plateau. Have you seen... Well, uh, my, my, let's not track my... Um, my career path because I think it's been plateauing for a while and yeah. it's, it's a plateau with a slight increase over five years I would say like yeah uh, that's why it's always doing... taking that step back isn't it and realising oh actually I wasn't doing this a year ago yeah, I, was, I wasn't in this room a year ago I wasn't open in this space a year ago so it's just been like that so yeah from six months of starting comedy I, did the, I was in the Chortle finals I got mm-hmm. to do, perform at the Pleasance 18 months later I was in uh, BBC New Comedy Awards yeah. And in that time, I was also the runner-up in So You Think You're Funny. Yeah. And you just go, oh, yeah, this is kind of funny. Yeah. And I think it's the hard thing is when you compare yourself to other people as well. I think that's quite difficult. But, uh, yeah, it's quite good. Um, but, yeah, and uh, so what's your favourite... What, what, okay, what's your least favourite thing about comedy? Mm, least favourite thing about comedy? Um... I don't know whether it's least, it's just things, like things I just like. I just like the travel. Yes. Okay. I mean, hours and hours in the car. Um, I'm not a night person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm a real morning person. Yeah, yeah. I never used to be, it's a new thing this year. Like, I am a, I'm a six o'clock, seven o'clock riser. Right, it's good. And you have so much time in the day in the morning. Because, like, my granddad used to be a farmer and he said that uh, between half six and half nine you get uh, so much work done in that time that for mm. the rest of the day you can't compete with it as well. And it's so true as well. If you do writing in that time in the morning you have like, unlimited free time as well. Right? Mm. Well, limited free time. But like, uh, yeah. it feels like you can get a lot more done as well because there's less distractions as well. But, but yeah, in terms of like... Um, uh, yeah, and, and, t- and so uh, are you based in Wales at the moment? Or, uh, based in Bristol. Bristol, yeah. Spread my wings. <laughs> Spread your wings. Uh, well, um, so obviously you are from Wales, but like, whereabouts did you grow up? Uh, Welsh Valleys. Well, I started off in a little town called Tree Harris. I always say Merthyr Tidville, that's because no one's ever here in yeah. Harris. Uh, it's, it's, it's in, it's in Merthyr, the county of Merthyr. Moved there, went down to Cardiff, went to Union Bath. Yeah. And I, I was just like, ah. Oh. Well, I tell you what, I knew I wanted to do comedy, but I knew I didn't want a gig in Wales, so I was like, well, if I move to Wales, I don't want to gig in Wales. I'm gonna to have to travel across that bridge. Yeah. It's seven quid a pop. Oh my god! Times, that's what's that? Thirty-five quid a week if you for five days a week. Sort yeah, of yeah, thing. sure. Yeah, and that, what's oh. that? That's like two hundred and fifty quid. A, no, that's awful. That's seven. <laughs> don't you have a degree? Four, yeah, yeah, one foot. That'd be one hundred and forty quid a month. <laughs> I'm going over a bridge. Yeah, know, that's, that's. So I moved to Bristol. Yeah, yeah. Where the rent's two hundred pounds more. So I absolutely did myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, why don't you just sleep on the bridge and then you don't have to pay the toll and free accommodation. Look, so. I'm not a troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually the final part of your appearance is that you're in a troll costume and uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the only reason I'm not holding microphones because of my trotters. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've never. Trotters, that's a good word as well, like But um, okay, uh, we're going to go into the myth relatively soon, but. Uh, Tell, uh, are you a fan of Greek mythology or anything like that? Have you had a history of it? Or oh, be, be honest. Oh, well. I, I was like, excuse the pattern. What? You said they had the history of it. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a slight pun, but yeah. like, I, got, I, I, I acknowledged it when I said it. I was like, oh, it's a pun, but I didn't mean for it to happen. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I used to love it when I was younger. It was absolutely like, um, I, used to love, I used to love Egyptian mythology as yeah. well. My mum, my mum, my mum used to love it. Um, yeah, those are stories, those are all that sort of stuff. I like I like Welsh myths and all that sort of stuff. Oh, oh we should 
We should have you on to do Welshmiths eventually. That'd be so cool. Yeah, they, everyone, uh, do, you, do you have a quick one we can have? Like, uh, oh, I, can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay, so like, what would it be? So like the little poems of them. Yeah. And stuff like, yeah, right. I used to like the Welshmiths. Next year, Morvin, come back on. We'll do some Welshmiths. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Yes. I'll give you a couple yeah. of Welsh ones. Oh, we'll love that. Yeah, yeah. Because I um, I grew, oh, this, we're kind of at the end of Greek in Rome and stuff because like we kind of exhausted it. But um. We, yeah, so that's what we're doing with comedy players at the moment. But I think we're going to move on to uh, uh, we're going to move on to Norse mythology next, on Egyptian, and then maybe the Bible afterwards as well. Mm. But uh, we want to do some like uh, like na- national ones as well. So um, mm. that's the that's the plan. But uh, okay, uh, uh, so in terms of Greek stuff, which what's what's your favourite? What's like what's headlining? Oh, what's headlining? Headlining Greek mythology. The one I always. Think about. I'm not sure whether it's Greek or whether it's Roman. Which one was Icarus? Icarus. Yeah, it's, uh, that's Greek. Yeah, uh, but a lot of them do uh, cross over quite a lot. But yeah, that's Greek Roman airs, and so you made the wings and then you flew away. Flew too close to the sun. Uh, this is episode I, three. I, oh, really? I think I like that one. Is it Medias? Is that the one where he thinks he touches to the gold? Oh, yeah, Midas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might say it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Minus. Uh, Midas. Yeah. Midas. Is that Greek as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Episode 16. Actually, no, episode. That doesn't matter, but it's fine. Uh, but I was gonna not episode fifteen. It was yeah. I'll edit it in to make it sound really cool. Yeah. yeah. Episode fifteen. Slick. There we go. Um, but yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, are you a fan of the podcast? You listen to all the episodes, Morgan? I've listened to every single one of them, but this one. Oh, you actually got earplugs in right now. It's all not listening whatsoever. Absolutely, just going off what your mouth doing. <laughs> anyway, let's go into the myth. What a cool jingle that was! Uh, so today, um, we so last week's episode we had Josh Pugh on and we talked about uh, Greek new comedy and uh, uh, what essentially that was. Um, in uh, there was something called Greek old comedy where uh, there was like political plays and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, and then then Athens lost to Sparta in the Peloponnesian War, so they didn't want anything too political. They had like a sitcom based things by a guy called Menander. Mm-hmm. And that was the basis of Roman comedy. And today we're going to be doing our first, and probably only, Roman play by a guy called Plautus. Uh, we are going to be doing... Um, uh, yeah, so this, um, this is called Pseudolus. And, uh, and it's, yeah, it's about slaves, and it's like kind of a sitcom kind of thing. As well. oh, it's a sitcom. Kind of. Uh, but what's happened recently, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to read out the synopsis and the s- yeah. summary. We'll kind of talk about it. But also... When you read it out, like, word for word, it doesn't sound that funny, if you know what I mean. But yeah. hopefully, there'll be some... Oh, it's all right. I'm at the end of the fridge. I've seen a couple of those. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. <laughs> Do see my show at ten past seven, please. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we are... Um, uh, uh, are you ready to rock, more? I'm ready to roll. Okay, so this is Pseudolus. And uh, uh, I want to I hear your uh, expectations afterwards. But So, the play starts with Pseudolus and Calidorus uh, talking. Calidorus... Uh, so, Pseudolus is... Um, it's the slave and Calidorus is a master, but um, they have quite an unconventional relationship because Pseudolus is very smart. Calidorus is upset because he has just received a letter from his true love, Phoenician. She has been sold to a Macedonian officer. Pseudolus uh, then promises that he will raise 2,000 drachmas in order to, uh, for Calidorus to get his girl. He then mocks Phoenician's handwriting. So, a lot of plots straight away. There's a yes. lot to dive into here. Big time. So, Calidorus is in love with a girl called Phoenician, but she's just been sold, because uh, she's like a prostitute apparently, uh, she's been sold to a Macedonian officer. Uh, but the, uh, the slave um, is trying to, it promises to raise £2,000 to get the girl. Oh, wow, so I, got, I don't like that, I got this one. I thought she was a slave that was getting sold. Everyone's been bought and sold. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, I, I want to say, not ideal. I'd yeah, say, like, yeah, yeah, spicy so. times, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually set two years ago. So, uh, but yeah, so Sulus is Caladorus's slave, and uh, uh, Phoenician is just—I um, think she's a slave of someone else who we'll find out mm. afterwards. But she's a prostitute as well. So, and the slave is going to raise the money. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think the role reversal is supposed to be quite funny because Caladorus is like, oh, my, it's very sad. So um, can I make a prediction? Is there going to be a talent competition where the prize is just the right amount of money? <laughs> Well, <laughs> not, not a talent competition, but it is the right amount of money afterwards. Oh, really? Like, convenient. Oh, uh, well, I 100% understand what you meant about sitcom. Yes, uh, yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, it has that kind of like, 
like the kind of cheesy element of like, oh, okay, like that eye roll sentiment to it. Well, it's good to know that's still being used today. Yeah, I, th- right. I, th- I thought like, are you being served created that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the are you being served for the Roman generation, I'd say. Um, are you being served, my master? It's got to be some kind of, are you being, no, I'll cut that bit out, but yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah. think uh, the best thing is I edit this podcast and I, I can make myself sound really good and talented, uh, but then cut out the bits which no one laughs at, but... But then Balio, uh, a, a vicious pimp, comes along, whipping and verbally abusing his slaves. Uh, he instructs these slaves to prepare his house for his upcoming birthday celebrations. So he's a pimp master, uh, a, a, a slave trader, but also wants to have a nice birthday. You know, who, who, he's, got, he's got characters for everyone, this, this play, I feel. Um, you know, because who can't hate that person, you know? Everyone's oh, lovable. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a good question. Well, have you ever been... As a kid, or maybe as an adult, have you ever been kind of deverish about your birthday? Are you a bigger like birthday person? Um, my birthday is a month before Jesus is because I'm the November the twenty fifth, okay. and so my, a lot of my birthdays get mixed, like joined with my with Christmas. Yeah, well, but I didn't. I didn't like birthday parties. I never had a birthday party. Really? I didn't, I didn't have. A, I didn't have a birthday party. Till I was maybe twenty one. Yeah. I was. Oh my God. I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that people all came together and they only, they had, they, there was one onus that was to have fun. If they didn't have fun, then I had a bad birthday. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I hated the pressure of it. <laughs> so when I I didn't have anything, then people found out at uni. So now I, I do it every birthday. I don't arrange anything, but then I send text on my birthday saying I will be at this pub. Okay. From this time. And tend to get more people arrive. Yeah, that's, that's quite that's quite sweet. There's less pressure, and also nobody kind of goes into it. But I, I get what you mean about the the mixing. Because my birthday's Christmas Eve as well, so oh, I get a lot of Christmas wrapping paper for my presents as well. Mm. And it's a, it's a very first world problem to be like, well, my wrapping paper is so, but yeah. like, but also it is a bit like people use Christmas cards as well. It's just like, oh, it's not the same. And uh, yeah, no one's come up for my birthday. Uh, but that's a, that's a personal thing. So uh, yeah. people do not like me. But um, I um, there was a kid at school that um, he, he was just really up his own ass. And then when you become when you get when you become all older, you just go, oh, you're just mean for the sake of mean. And everyone just sort of uh, put pound on the side. Yeah. But for his twenty first, someone arranged a surprise birthday for yeah. him. We got we all got sent a message. Everyone from school got sent a message. It's yeah, he's a grime rapper now, but he's awful. You, you, oh yeah, you can tell you can tell that he's not over at school because he, he he raps about teachers. Oh my god, that's, just, I know some people like that as well. And you just go go. How have you still got a gripe about Miss Lewis? Oh. You are twenty five. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, so was, we, were, we were all 20, we were about 21, we all got sent a message, about 300 of us, it's going to be this person's surprise birthday, be there at this time. He went there, and there wasn't a single person there. <gasps> oh! But because it was a surprise birthday, he just thought it was a meal, but for some reason they had like, three of them were sat on a massive table. Oh no, that's why you bad, <laughs> oh no. Well, then again, at least he's got a rap out of it, so I can imagine yeah. a pretty... Um, just, I will edit this out, but like, what's his name? Oh, <laughs> Oh, it's his, uh, I, 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 know, I can't, I can't, I can never remember his grand <laughs> name, because it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just so silly. <laughs> if you were, Morgan, if you were a grand rapper, what would your, like, stage name be? Ooh, I'm not sure, because d- does, d- does the name have to uh, reflect an aspect of yourself? Well, maybe, yeah, um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I probably, probably, generally, my, my nickname at school was uh, Mogsy. Sounds a bit close Mogsy. to Stormzy. Yeah. I think I just called myself Mogsy. You do sound a bit like a cat, though, don't you? In Mogsy, it sounds like, yeah, I'm talking about my football. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't have very much catness, too. Maybe I'll call myself Mogi Bear. Mogi Bear's cool. Oh, that sounds. And with a beard, it works as well. Beers. Um, Mogi Bear. Yeah, that sounds cool. What would my grime artist name be? Probably. Nice boy. Uh, yeah, but B O I. Yeah, nice boy. Yeah, and uh, but I'll be like, I'll be, I'll be kind of the, the, the crude man of the crime scene. But ooh yeah, ooh, I gave you two stars on TripAdvisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it reads like a three. <laughs> <laughs> 
I also got my first review in uh, uh, two days ago, and that's um, from a person I didn't realize was in as well, mm. but and on probably the worst game, but it's, it was still fun. It was still, I think, but what I love most is a three star review, but it read really nicely. It was really, it's like a really sweet review, you know mm. what I mean? And the first line is, Oh my, oh my, oh my. Matt Hoss is quite the unique individual. I was like, get in, I don't mind that, mate. No. Yeah. Uh, he got, uh, yeah, he, he says I was quite intense as well, but uh, that's certainly the vibe of the show. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, so beyond that, though, like, sorry, I forgot where we were. But, um, yeah, birthdays as well. But, um, yeah, so, uh, so Balio is having his birthday. So, say that about like, poll quotes from, um, uh, uh, from, from reviews and it not reflecting. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't know, I'll say it and you can just edit it out if it's good. There's a brilliant one for Sophie Duke. Uh, there's yeah. a review from Funny Women. Uh-huh. And, the, and the quote is This show has everything you can ask for from a show. Four stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you just go, What do you want? Yeah. Or like, uh, um, I think the, the great example is uh, uh, like Jack Whitehall. Perfect. Four stars. You know, you're just like, yeah. well, What more do you want? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then again, uh, uh, never mind. Uh, have you ever had a, a, quite an awkward review or anything like that? Or? Um, yeah, one, I, I, when I, my, I had a weird one, the So You Think You're Funny, he said, oh, really good, blah, 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 and then he said generic rhythms, and that's the only thing that ever sticks in my head, I can't remember any of the nice things he said, but I yeah. can still remember him saying generic rhythms. Because, uh, yeah, I've probably, like, started, because of that review, which, had, honestly, it was really lovely, but the part of me is like, well, next year, I'm going to I'm gonna do, take this whole, this, this whole review and do a whole show about, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do any callbacks, actually, and I'm mm. going to be very polished, thank you very much, yeah, but, um, but yeah, uh, but I, um, but then again, uh, also got called cuddly in my first review. Cuddly, yeah. Yeah, and I, I knew as well it was because I was chubby. It's the only. It was a lot bigger than I am now. Uh, yeah, because um, I've lost a lot of weight recently, and uh, I'm doing a gig for a vegan company called Viva in October. And last year I did a routine being like, "Oh, I'm a fat vegan," and. Uh, uh, but since I lost a lot of weight, it, it, people have been sharing that, and the Viva have been sharing that, going, "Oh, look, it's it, Matt Hoss doing his fat vegan routine." And uh, but we we prefer to call him pleasantly chubby. I was like, "No, it's not good, is it?" No, <laughs> no, 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 that's not helpful. No, I mean because fat isn't a bad thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, but also not, the worst thing is a hot water video as well. And I didn't. Uh, the, the, I do say, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'm a fat vegan," but like it's only like a throwaway comment. There, but the, it's quite the headline. Uh, you know. They, uh, on the top of hot water videos so they have the top bar and the little bar and yeah. they have like a lot of emo- emojis and stuff like that so it's quite easy for sharing <laughs> and it just goes Matt Hoss is a fat vegan I was like oh god no mm-hmm. that's, that's not what that, I didn't give you permission to say that yeah. it feels harsh yeah, but yeah it was uh, I've had all that as well but uh, yeah so uh, but, you know we're both buff and cool and handsome yeah, how much have you lost? Was it, uh, I don't to be honest, I've never really I haven't really looked at I've never really been on the. Uh, I never really looked at things. I kind of done it for myself as well, yeah. and not for mental health as well. But like, uh, so I've just been doing it to feel better about myself. You know what I mean? Mm. So I just started running, and uh, it just kind of dropped off. And eating healthier as well. Mm. But then again, at the fringe at the moment, uh, I'm like eating so much peanut butter. Uh, oh, it's just damage control, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You've got, to that, you've got to give yourself three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to run here at the moment as well. So, yeah. But anyway, I forgot we were doing a podcast then, just nice to catch up more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is just a pleasant time. So, uh, so Balio the Pimp uh, is organising his birthday celebration. Uh, uh, so, he then tells his female slaves how they should behave in order to get him lots of gifts from their individual customers. Uh, Sudalus and Calendoris are watching him condemning the pimp. So, Balio is uh, from his female slaves, he's trying to get presents for his birthday from all the clients as well. Mm-hmm. So... He's, uh, he's been quite mean towards it. And also, I forgot to say, another tangent about to come up, but I, uh, and, uh, when I was at university, I, uh, I was an actor for a bit, but I also directed one play, and I actually directed this play, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, so I actually did it, so I have in-depth knowledge, so like, uh, I really got the best out of the characters as well. Uh, but then again, one of the actors dropped out two days beforehand, and they played the slave boy, and I had to dress up in a, in a loincloth, and I had to do it myself, so... Uh, how, how, was, how was the play received? Uh, there wasn't that many people there, uh, but my mum was there, and uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah pretty, I think, pro, pro, I'm going to say 3.5 stars, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I'd say perfect. The pull review quote, perfect. But uh, I, um, 
Yeah, I think it was pretty good. But you know when it's like on a student thing where people are there on good faith anyway, if you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't like to look back at it now as well. So, and also back then I was like a, uh, try to be edgy as like in, as a director. So like, yeah, and I don't know, I just kind of felt like, uh, yeah, I didn't do anything too OTT, but just, I, I think I, I demanded a lot from people. I'm not, I'm not a hard worker, but I'm very much like, oh, could you turn up on time maybe? And, uh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, a real fucking tire. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you get that diva element from me as well? Right? Yeah. I'm just so ooh, iron fist as well. Um, well, I arrived five minutes late, and I mean, like, you didn't have to spit in my face. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I know you. And the reason that we're saying that Morgan's voice is hoarse because of performing, but I've actually I throttled them beforehand. And I put put up against the wall. But if you ever ever undermine me again, Morgan, I will I'll cut you. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry, Matt House. You're so beautiful. I was like, yeah. She's should have. Well, I tried to say that, but I actually came out with. This this is so far so good. But, uh, this is going to be a long episode. I like it. Um, let's crack on. Uh, so, uh, if you have any questions about the directions I took, uh, mm. maybe you, you think about that. Sure thing. So, Sudalus has a plan. He calls Balio over, and Caladorus pleads with him to have Phoenician. Balio teases Caladorus, even saying that Phoenician is no longer for sale. However, this is clearly a lie. Sudalus and Caladorus throw a list of insults at him, and Balio takes them very well. So in the play, it's very much like, yeah, you're a monkey's anus. He's like, you do go on, and stuff like yeah. that. So it's a bit of a, bit of a laugh. Um, Balio leaves with the deal that if Caladorus cannot get the money to him before the Macedonian officer does, that he cannot get Phoenician. So there's a race against time here. You nice. need to raise that money fast. Sublus has a plan and asks Caladorus to go off and get his friend before the, his monologue. During this monologue, he admits that he does not actually have a plan and he is intending to make it up as he goes along. Ooh, We've some, all been there. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen my comedy show? So, yes. uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, have you ever, uh, have you ever had like a, have you ever been in a situation where like you've got to get a, a Give, uh, like a partner a gift or something that like, you have to think on the spot or what, what's the best piece of improvising you've ever done not on stage but like uh, on your day to day life have you had any of those moments um, yeah probably well, best piece of improvising definitely when you don't want to talk to someone at work <gasps> oh yes um, this is good uh, or I'm trying to think now when you're trying to we're mainly trying to avoid contact with people <laughs> Okay, yeah, good excuses, yeah. I think the good excuses, you've, you've put a little bit of truth in there as well, just for that. Yeah. I, I, I was going to give you an example, but it was something that happened yesterday, and I don't want it to be broadcast, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> They won't listen to it anyway, but... Uh, uh, so, that's the plan. So, uh, Simo and his friend slash neighbour, Calipho, appear whilst talking about Caladorus' love affair. So there's like two... Two neighbours are talking to each other. They spot Sudalus and ask him if he is aware of their fare. Sudalus says that he did not tell Simo about his plans because he feared that he would be punished. Sudalus promises Simo that he will manage to get the money out of him to, in order to pay for his son's love. It didn't tell me, but like Simo is Caladorus' dad, apparently. Just that. So, uh, so Simo, uh, Sudalus is also trying to go like, Ooh, could you pay for your son's love? He's like, no, get out of town. Yeah. Uh, what a good slave yeah he, he's walking beyond the pale here like, he's not going to pay he's literally like literally a slave so um, are they generally more than slave and master are they friends well I think yeah it's supposed to be uh, I think the, the part of the comedy is that um, the uh, slave does all the work because uh, it's called pseudo so like it's not like it's not really a proper slave as well mm. it's like a pseudo slave and uh, uh, and the yeah so and he's supposed to be a very clever slave as well mm. and uh, so, yeah so it is more of a friend I suppose but um, I suppose that's quite part of the fun. But, uh, so the two men decide to make a deal, Simo and Sudalus. If Sudalus fails in his attempt to get uh, the money out of Simo, he will be sent to the treadmill for eternity. Uh, I think the treadmill is... Um, not, I'm not, uh, I, I think it's like a... Uh, maybe like it's a grinder and stuff like that. It's like where mm-hmm. slaves... Uh, you know, like a, like a mills where they have like um, they have donkeys going around, and they, yeah. they make slaves do it. It's apparently a really horrible kind of thing in Roman times. It's yeah, like quite a grueling task for a slave. Yeah. Um, no, it was quite ironic. You say they did not a treadmill, wasn't you? Just spoken about running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I. That's how I lost all the weight. Didn't know what the treadmill was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just been jogging on the rowing machine. For <laughs> 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 
Yeah, tell you what, these lifts aren't, uh, th- th- these dumbbells really aren't working, just like on my feet as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, okay, in the, in the, okay, in the gym, what what's your machines? What are they? Because the one I don't understand is like the stair lift one. What's that all about? Oh, I think that's supposed to be really good for your glutes. Okay. I think it's supposed to be really good for your glutes and uh, your legs, essentially. But I think it, I think it really the onus is on there. I've lost all of my foo spin. Okay, yeah. The, you know, the static bike high yeah. interval training thing. So I'm on the bike a lot. Yeah. And in between that, I go running. I've only just started weightlifting again. So it, do you go to like spin classes? Yeah, like, about like, four times a week. Are they quite like uh, push it? Uh, what's the vibe? You, can get di- you get different ones. I go to a guy. I'm trying not to slip into material. I, <laughs> I, go, I go to a guy. He is aggressive, mean, really mean. Oh I God. love, I love it. I, I do everything he says. Even though he said he's never once said please or thank oh you. Oh my God! It's um, I know you in your gym class. You go and mind your p's and q's, but it's yeah, it's brilliant. I feel like this is kind of like saying a masochist as well. Like, like I feel like it's kind of. Fifty Shades of Grey of like gym training as well. A little bit. It was just, it's just me, it's just it's just me and women. It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. I, I, well, it's, it's dark. It's, it's how I, 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 it sounds creepy and creepy. It's just me and women. It's totally dark. I'm chasing after them on the bikes and stuff. Yeah, 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 man. It's, we're all dripping in sweat. I like house and dance music as well. Yeah, so yeah. It, to me, it's just like listening to my favorite tunes while exercise, which is like I. I'm now one of those people that look forward to exercise. Oh, God, yeah. I think, with me, it has to be a regular thing. So if it's in a diary, I'll, I'll do it. But I, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy any sport. Uh, but, well, I've started... Um, uh, well, I've... This t- Morgan, tell me if this is weird. Because I love music. I love Queen. And I love... Uh, when I go running, I listen to Queen live at Wembley at uh, Live Aid. And I... I, I'll, my kind of dream is to like be a rock star as well and uh, my dream you know in like a festival you see like a, rock, like a singer running across the stage and kind of singing at the same time mm. I want to run and sing at the same time so when I, when I go out running I start singing Queen songs quite loudly during my village is, is that weird or is that normal well I can tell you the, the way you <laughs> couldn't think of the word normal yeah. it's not normal <laughs> is it cool though is it cool do, do um, you, <laughs> it, it, it depends because it depends when you, look, when you look at people you go people that are so eccentric and you just go I, I think before I would go oh they're really weird but now now I'm jealous how comfortable they are on their own skin yeah I think that's the positive spin in it because like, just before you went into that you kind of pulled the face of slight horror as well but yeah I think uh, yeah I think that's a uh, no that, that's my douche head brain going <laughs> yeah. oh that's different I ate it and then, yeah. I, and then I think about it for two seconds and you just go oh no you yeah. just hate yourself I, I do I do stop it when the teenagers because when then I think if the teenagers around I'll just I'll go on the opposite side of the road yeah bit, I think yeah, bit weird running up to teenagers yeah. saying fat bottom girls <laughs> <isn't> oh, oh. <laughs> I'll also I also play uh, Linkin Park and Jay-Z's uh, uh Collision course album sometimes as well. So okay, cool. I, and sometimes I'm just rapping through uh, Ho uh, Ho up as well. It's pretty pretty mental. Whoa. I uh, I did a rap thing and uh, it was quite cool. You could tell it the lyrics had been put up by a white guy he, <laughs> because he had replaced the N word with the word knitter. <laughs> That's a, that's that's dangerous territory anyway. Yeah, yeah well, wow, okay. Yeah, Nettis in Paris. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, okay. That's uh, that does change the vibe of most songs, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're KWA. Who are we? Nettis with attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine like, don't <laughs> that. We'll fight the police, but we'll do it into a blanket. You know. What I mean? Yeah, really. Because <laughs> again, that's all we know. Black culture. I'm not. I'm not gonna be this white guy that goes and adopts black culture, but I have started crochet. <laughs> I'm enjoying this so much today. It's just nice and chill now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they decide to make a deal. Um, uh, so he goes on the treadmill for eternity. That's that was a long tangent. Uh, so if Sudalus fails to get the money out of Simon, he has to go on the treadmill for eternity. However, if Sudalus is successful in waging a war against Balio, then Simon will pay him a reward. Simon will, uh, goes into his house, and Sudalus asks Calipho for help. Calipho is his neighbour. Again, Sudalus um, tells the audience how he will succeed in his plans. However, he's not quite sure how. Sudalus then spots Harpax, a soldier sent by the Macedonian officer to deliver the final 500 drachmas for Phoenicia, and uh, as a signed token for proof. 
So Harpax is the envoy of, uh, of the deal. Mm-hmm. Sudalus pretends to be Balio's servant, calling himself Cyrus, and persuades Harpax to send over the token uh, and the money. Uh, he doesn't trust Sudalus enough to give him the money alone. Uh, Calidorus, uh, so so he, he gets the, the token but not the money, so he yeah. has a sign of approval, so that's a good step. Calidorus now appears with his friend Carinus. Sudalus has no use for him and is insulting to the friend. A bit of banter. Ooh. Lad culture, am I right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he does, however, ask him to bring a clever, a clever slave, five hundred drachmas, and a soldier's costume. The clever slave is going to pretend to be Harpat and uh, retrieve the girl from Balio. Carinus is willing to help, and Sudalus is confident in his plans. So they're going to dress up as the uh, thing. Only pay five hundred pounds, and uh, yeah, kind of uh, with the sign of approval, hopefully mm. helps out. And now this is the character I played on stage. Oh, so you directed and... Yeah, right, but then. someone dropped out, so I had to oh, do Oh, yes, you did say yes. I, I wasn't sure whether you were like Clint Eastwood. No. <laughs> in many ways, I am like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, and so this is the character I played, and this is the name of the character. An ugly young slave boy appears. That's, yeah. Oh. So it's, I, I could have been any of the character, but... Uh, Ugly slave boy. You kind of have to wonder why the other person dropped out as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Was that? Was that? What? Well, did they have a name? Or were they just, just ugly, ugly, ugly slave boy? Ugly yeah. slave boy. Yeah. So. Maybe that's a brand name. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo! Ugly slave boy, but B O Y. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's actually really good. Ugly slave boy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And uh, um, what was yours again? Mogi bear. Mogi bear. Mogi Bear. Can we, can we start a grime album between us? Sure thing. Mogi Bear and Ugly Boy, yeah. yeah. That sounds like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah, I like it. But, but next year, we'll bring some Welsh tales, uh, Welsh myths, and we'll also write that story as well. What kids? Next year. Um, so the ugly young slave boy appears, uh, and uh, complain about Balio and his treatment to slaves. Balio then comes in with a cook that he had just purchased from the market as a slave. Balio argues with the cook about price and accuses him of being dishonest and stealing. The cook gloats and makes up a range of herbs that he is using in his supposedly amazing dishes. Uh, so he's trying to like uh, get his worth across. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Balio orders the slave boy to keep an eye on the cook at all times to prevent him from stealing anything, and he warns the rest of the household of Sudalus because he's planning uh, something. Simia, a clever slave borrowed from Carinus. Uh, uh, arrives dressed in military clothing. Uh, he is extremely confident and rude to Sudalus because they're both clever slaves so they have that clash. Yeah. Uh, he claims that he would make a better Harpax than the man himself. Samir spots Balio and pretends to be lost looking for his house. Sudalus watches on and worries when Balio asks the name of the Macedonian officer because they didn't, they didn't none of them know it. However, Samir deals with this situation effectively. Whoa, not drama happening there. Yeah, it's, it's escalating. It's escalating. Yeah. I like it. We're, we're, we're nearly, it's still got a bit longer, but like we're nearly at the end, so at the crux of it. So uh, he gives Balio the the token and the five hundred drachmas. They go into the house uh, for a while to fetch Venetium. Sudalus, for the first time in the play, expresses fear. He is worried that Simo uh, or Harpax may return, or their clever slave may desert them in favour of Balio. However, they are successful, and the three leave Balio's house. Uh, so they got the girl. It's pretty so good. the slave got the girl for the guy. So the, the slave, uh, the clever slave, went yeah. into the house and got a Phoenician and uh, Sudalus, the girl, and uh, the clever slave all left. Yeah. So all What's this other dude doing? The one actually likes her. What's uh, he doing this whole time? Just sitting on his ass, really. So uh, yeah. he's, he's whining quite a lot, and the slave's done a lot of the work. Right. He brought his friend Karenus to help, but no, it wasn't very that helpful. Yeah. Um, so Balio then comes out of his house, gloating to Simo about how Sudalus has failed, uh, uh, and ha- as he has already sold the girl to the Macedonian officer, obviously incorrectly. Balio tells Simo that he will give him two thousand drachmas if he is wrong, and Sudalus has in fact tricked him. As you see, two thousand drachmas. So there's a lot of yeah. it's probably exactly the same amount. Uh, yeah. So Balio tells Simo that he will give him two thousand drachmas if he's wrong, and Sudalus has in fact tricked him. Which seems unnecessary, but it's happened. <clears throat> yeah, that's kicking a man while he's down, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really gone for it. 
Harpax now appears, irritated that Pseudolus did not inform him that Balio had returned for his fictional court case. Balio and Simo think that this is a fake Harpax sent by Pseudolus, so Balio decides to torment the soldier, but he's an actual soldier. Balio questions him, grabbing his cloak and helmet, asking how much it cost him to rent the items. Harpax is very confused and tells Balio he left the token earlier with his slave Cyrus, and now he wants him to hand over the final 500 drachmas. Balio realizes that he has been tricked by Pseudolus. What? <sighs> two, two more paragraphs, here we go. Um, oh. it's, it's long, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's alright, but I'm liking it. Yeah. So at this point, um, the clever slave, the loyal slave, and the girl have disappeared. I've gone. Yes, so, uh, but Balio thinks he's won. He made that deal uh, in yeah. his hubris, and now he realizes he's made a yeah. big mistake. Balio has to give 2,000 drachmas to Harpax, as he cannot give him the girl, who's down a lot of money. Mm. Uh, he also has to give the same amount to Simo, as Sudalus has managed to trick him, so that so he's down 4,000 drachmas. Simo yeah. is left, praising Sudalus for his work, and decides that he wants to throw him a party. Sudalus uh, then staggers on drunk, singing about his victory. He knocks on Simo's door to retrieve his money owed by him, and... Uh, Retrieve his money owed to him by Simo. Simo disapproves of his drunken state. Sidlus uh, humiliates Simo by carrying his winnings on his shoulder, insisting that Simo follows him through town, mm-hmm. creating his victory. So Sidlus has got a lot of money out of this, so he's yeah. pretty happy. Um, uh, is, it, is it gone really to his head? Uh, he just got drunk because his yeah. plans called together. So he's kind of deserved. He's not, he's not being a dick, but he's like, woo, yeah. But a bit high in life, I would oh, say. We've all been there. Yeah. Have you ever knocked on someone's door drunk? Um, yes. Yeah. No, a random person. Okay. No, are we talking random or are we talking people we already know? Oh, any. any, any yeah, story? definitely. If I've, if I've, like, I've, I've, I've knocked the wrong house thinking it's oh. my own house. Or oh, shit. I've knocked myself out and I need someone to let me in. Oh, no. Yeah. Have you, uh, so it's, uh, have you ever, like, have they ever, did you come to the door? Did you realise beforehand? Or, like, uh, yes, uh, it's, it's happened before. Oh, I've knocked the door, they've gone, this, you're at the wrong house. I've been sent somewhere else. So, final, final bit of business. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, after the money has been handed over, Sudolus invites Simo to come and drink with him and his friends. Simo is no longer angry about his drunken state, and asks if they should invite the audience along. What? They broke the fourth wall on the last bit? What? Sudolus uh, uh, rejects his request and asks the audience for their applause slash thanks. And that's how they finish the story. Did we enjoy that? I did enjoy that. There was a bit of a dick move at the end from Sue. going, oh, I don't want you there. I just want your parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you want to go out drinking? No, just give me applause, thank you. Yeah. Is, is that one of the excuses you had uh, to your office workers as well? Like, sorry, yeah. sorry, we can't go out tonight. Just give me applause. Uh, yeah, yeah, do you want to go for a pint? <laughs> don't, don't ask him that. Just say thank you very much for your time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's, get, let's go into a jingle, and then we'll, uh, well let's rank it. All right, so um, what? Uh, so um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast as well. But like, uh, yeah, what? Um, the have you ever heard of this before? Have you ever? Uh, what's your What's your reactions to it? How do you feel? Reactions. I'm honestly, I'm so surprised that such a classic format was about yeah. that long ago. Well, clearly, well, clearly, it must be because clearly, uh, the ones I'm thinking of were influenced by that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like. Uh, uh, if you if like with this was this model was seen with Menanda as well, but um, more so like yeah and like, yeah and he, yeah so that's that's where it started with Menanda. If you ever, uh, and it's quite basic stuff, but it's quite interesting you know that that mm. that kind of model and like what it is it's stock characters. So like Sublus isn't a big character, but it's just stock. Uh, so and that also influenced like Comedia Delata and stuff like that. So uh, yes, it's all it all link, all of our like kind of links together as well. All, it's all response to stuff as well. So. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think it, it, it's it's still very. I don't want to be in that PC gone mad sort of thing. <laughs> but the fact the slaves and the masters are friends are a bit icky. Yeah, and I, it, it'd be different if it was written yesterday. Yeah, you sort of go, oh, that's very tongue in cheek. But yeah. they still had slaves there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's um as I said, like uh, well, a lot of these myths are quite 
a lot of them, uh, particularly like zoos and stuff like that, it's quite, a lot of them are like, then zoos rape the girls. Like, well, this is awful. And people are like, oh, what lovely mythology. It's like, oh, no, a lot of it's based on like cruelty to women. So, uh, and yeah, and it's all quite a, yeah, it's a, as I say, like, I think, it, but then it's the context of the times as yeah. well. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, and also that's part of Roman culture and society, I suppose. But uh, yeah, yeah, if it, it would be a, yeah, alarming who was, yeah, uh, but also the kind of, I suppose the, the the depth of that is that the humour is coming solely from the fact that people think that, oh, a slave being smart, ha ha ha, that can never happen. That's yeah. the, I think that's the point of it as well. So it does come from a bad place, I suppose, but then again, uh, yeah, it's just, just the times I, I would imagine yeah. that. Yeah, so some of us just want jokes for now. Yeah. We don't want all this bloody pathos. Yeah, like, at the forty-minute mark, there's a the slave dies. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thick ones we don't care. <laughs> so well, uh, we're going to rank this uh, episode, and we do it in four areas: life skills, morality, creativity, and the WTF factor. Uh, so in life skills, it's what practical things have we learned? What things in terms of can we uh, use in our day-to-day lives? Uh, for example, we learned how to make deals and how to earn 2,000 drachmas really fast. Mm-hmm. We learned um, how to dress up as a, a slave. Yeah. We learned how to give insults out to people. Well, it depends um, on, on um, I guess, your, your uh, content of character, but yeah. l- being able to lie is pretty practical. Yeah, that's a really good one. Really good. And uh, But also how to, dis- to quick, uh, think quickly. Uh, uh, yeah, the sharpness of it all is pretty good. Uh, also, um, yeah, a lot of deceiving and a lot of. Also, they they went out to get a costume and they knew exactly where to go. Yes, is that yeah? And this uh, was before you could Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, imagine that Venn diagram. If they, if it was about slaves, but also Google was invented at the same time as well. But that that Venn diagram. But uh, yeah, I am. Um, we also learned. Also, we don't really hear much from Phoenician as well, or yeah. how Calidor. Uh, they don't really mention it, but Calidoris and Phoenician do meet up and they like kiss on stage and stuff like that. Mm. But it feels not really that important at the end, does it? We kind of forgot about all that. But and do we feel bad for Balio, who uh, who also, you know, he he was also quite a harsh master, but he also no one turned up for his birthday as well. They also mm. missed this fact out as well. But uh, yeah, so uh, I suppose. It wasn't too crazy, but not. We learnt some stuff. So yeah. maybe a five out of ten. We've so. got mark out of ten. So let's do five out of ten. Next up is morality, like, uh, and it could be bad or good things as well. So what are the, what what moral things have we learned? What are the moral messages from here? I'm recently trying to work out my morals. I think I'm, I think I've become more of a moral conscious person. Oh, cool! Uh, like just generally, and yeah, I th- think so. I think I think for a while I used to go. That, that innate feeling of moral so if yeah. I do this thing is it right is this, if I do this thing is it wrong I think before I would go if someone saw me do this would they tell people yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but morals oh, it's low isn't it well yeah well let, let's, let's, let's go for it we, uh, again this um uh, we, we learned that it's not okay to slaves aren't really okay uh, we, yeah. we learned that um you know we, we shouldn't uh, you shouldn't pimp people out in order to get gifts for your birthday. I think yeah. uh, we learned that you shouldn't really send your slave to do all the work whilst you sit and when you're asked not doing anything. We learned don't make deals that you don't want to commit to as well. Mm. Like, uh, um, yeah, not much. Don't call people a young, ugly slave boy because it hurts their. Yeah, or mock people's hands, right? Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also learned don't. Also, if someone invites you out for a drink and you don't want to. Don't ask them to uh, applaud at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of uh, two wrongs make a right in this, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Um, so maybe a three or a four? I've got a three. Three. I'll put a three down, yeah. Next is creativity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take the lead on this. Do you think it was creative or not? Well, how, how do you feel? Uh, I think it was pretty creative. You've got to be creative to be, make a beginning, middle and end, isn't it? Yeah. It all hit the right spots. And there's a narrative there, and uh, lots, lots of different cast members. But beyond that, as well, we have, um, I suppose, we have, um, yeah, a lot of disguises, a lot of thought process. There's a lot of like, uh, uh, yeah, and but and also the two thousand drachmas as well. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I suppose as a narrative thing, uh, pretty straightforward, but nothing like there's no monsters or no uh, gods or anything like that. Yeah. It's, um, it's quite straightforward as a plot, but nothing too much. Yeah, but it does the plot well, man. It has that inciting moment. It has that escalation. It has that resolution. It has. It, ha- it has. It has that role reversal as well. Um, maybe a six or a seven. Is that midpoint? I go for a conservative six. Six. So, yeah, you know, I feel comfortable with six. Uh, and finally, WTF? Is there anything in part of this that makes you go, "That's not okay," or "What the fuck"? What? Um. Do 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 do. Nothing, no, you know, nothing I'm going to be writing home about. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, the slaves again, but obviously that's a modern point of view. Um, yeah, and I guess trying to uh, being a, a horrible slave master and also trying to get people for your birthday. I think that's a weird, weird. Thing. That's a weird dichotomy, isn't it? Yes. Uh, um, also, um, the fact that he bails and applause at the end is quite weird. Uh, uh, a parade through yeah camp. breaking the fourth wall right at the end that's, yes that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty ballsy yeah also um, the fact that um, Balio insults the real Harpax because he thinks they're the fake Harpax as well um, but uh, yeah so nothing... actually actually on, on in the, in like a re, in review yeah a reassess isn't it? that's the one um, yeah it's pretty what WTF isn't it. Uh, we also remember the cook as well. Like uh, he was a bit weird. Oh yeah, that bit. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I think nothing too crazy. Maybe a five, maybe four, or five. I just go five. I think. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so you're a mathematician, and I'm quite bad at maths. So add this up for me. Five plus three plus six plus five equals. You got this. So five, 10, eight, 14, 16, 19. That's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, fucking get it. Genuinely, I, uh, like I, I, more because I'm under pressure as well. Mm. Ooh, yeah, uh, so 19, so quite not not a big score to be honest. Oh, but but yeah, did you enjoy Seedless? Yes, I did. I liked it. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute uh, privilege to have you, Morgan. And uh, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me online. I haven't got a Facebook page. Um, I don't. I don't know how I feel about. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I have definitely got a Twitter. I've definitely got an Instagram. Follow me on both of those. They are real Morgan Reese five. Uh, <laughs> Why real Morgan Reese five? It's looks funny. Yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Just because I saw so many people doing it. Morgan Reese is a really common name in is Wales. It's a really common name in Wales. Oh. So that's why I just thought it'd be quite funny to call myself the real Morgan Reese yeah. five. Yeah, because <laughs> that's great. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, do you have any upcoming things that people can see about? Or um, I'm on uh, BBC One Wales on 26th of August. That's I, don't, I don't know when this comes out. Otherwise, yes. watch it on BBC iPlayer. In the new year, I've written for a sketch show again, great. coming up on the coming up coming up on the radio waves. Um, I, there's a couple other projects on the on the back burner. We'll see if anything pops up. Oh, brilliant! But yeah, there are some things in the pipeline, but they haven't yet to be confirmed. But those are the confirmed ones. That's amazing! And please check out Morgan stuff. He's an absolute legend and um, and heartthrob with trotters. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, and if thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to check us out, uh, you can give us five stars on iTunes and uh, or whatever you listen to this. Uh, um, but also you can uh, send us an email at misspodcast at gmail.com and find us online at misspodcast on Twitter and Facebook. Join our fan club. And on top of that, why don't you donate to our Patreon because we need the money. So uh, do, you can do that. And uh, yeah, you can see my show. Uh, what, what, where can people see your show? It's coming out. Uh, if you're in Edinburgh and you listen to us straight away, uh, where can people see your show? Uh, the show, if you're in Edinburgh, it is 11.45am at Just Up The Stairs at The Caves. It's a morning show, but trust me, the laughs are still thick and fast. It's called Coming to Terms, and you're Coming doing to it with Reardon. Yes, Coming to Terms, and with a brilliant Reardon DJ. Yes, um, don't know the man, don't know. Um, what's it, Leicester Mercury nominee, one total... Uh, yeah. Reardon, what do you win? <laughs> Reardon's my flatmate as well. <laughs> he also appeared on the last episode, I didn't explain it to the listeners, but on the last episode we do a blooper, and uh, it just Reardon came over shopping whilst uh, Josh Pugh and I were just... Uh, just doing a podcast. Oh, really? I kept it all in as well. It was, yeah. it was stifling. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. But, um, uh, so uh, check me out at ten past seven. At Here comes your man uh, at the community project. All right. Thanks so much for uh, your love and support, and we'll see you very soon. Morgan, any final words? Thank you very much for having me, and hopefully I'll see you around. That's very professional. See you guys soon. Bye. Myths, 
So this is a post-podcast thing where Morgan and I, uh, we didn't actually find out what Reardon won, so we're going to go into his bedroom, he's watching cricket right now, or we hope, uh, and we're going to see, we're going to knock on his door and find out what, what he won. Here we go, are you ready Morgan? Yep, let's go. Okay. Hey man, how's it going? Hello. Hello. How are you? How was it? What are you sat on the floor for? We don't get a very good signal, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're having a mental breakdown. <laughs> well, I am, you could say that. Uh, how was it? Was it good? Good. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't too bad. I was plugging you at the end. Oh, really? And no, I me. couldn't remember what you won. <laughs> so, so you've won Chaw, or what was the other ones? And we are recording that's it now. That's the, oh, that's the only proper really one. Oh, yeah. oh, really? The Froome New Act of the Year. <laughs> that, that, that's... <laughs> That's and Gloucester new act of the year. Wow, that's yeah. your uh, your eyebrows went so high up there. Through <laughs> <laughs> new is that the medal you're wearing now? <laughs> yeah, imagine in, like, it, in five years' time if you're doing any TV work. It's like, yeah, not so it's the through win though. So uh, through, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where is through? Through, it's like between Froome. Bath and Taunton. So that's where the magic happens. All right, thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, come on,